When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a global original podcast. I'm Al and that's JK and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to Vicky Sage, the unofficial head of fun at London Zoo. Plus, we're going to be having some more time to vent about our partners in fatherhood therapy. And we've got a confession, a very serious confession this week. All that coming up and more on the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Oh, that's a good intro, that. You've, you've been I'm pra- nailing them, aren't I? You've been practicing, haven't you? Look at that. I, well, a little bit. <laughs> Jen, Jen walks in and I'm in the bathroom in the mirror going, <laughs> I'm Al, that's Jake on today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah, well, you, have you got your little ring light? And you've got your, you've got your camera as well. You put your iPhone in a selfie portrait mode. You're recording yourself and playing it back just to see if you if you yeah. nailed it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah exactly. All of that. I tell you what's interesting. What one thing I tell you what. Oh, too many things going on in my head. Oh, very, you're very butch then. Oh, so many things going on in my head. Oh, well, the first thing, JK. Yeah, yes. Okay, the first, the first thing to say is, um, I'd love to hear if people like those intros. So, if you like those intros, get in touch on social <laughs> do, media. Do you really want to hear about that? Dad's <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, like, I don't. Do you know what? I've got thick skin. I don't mind if people want to rip it apart. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. We have got thick skin, actually. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've got yeah. thick, grubby skin. Mine's, I don't care. Mine's, mine's very thick. That's why I look a little overweight. How's the diet going? Um, well, half term, <laughs> half term interrupted it slightly, and obviously now back in lockdown, it's like, well, lockdown was the issue to start with, and now it's back. Um, and the diet hasn't been too bad. The diet has not been too bad. Like, essentially, for the first six weeks, I cut carbs. Yeah. Then I introduced carbs a little bit out on during holiday. And then, uh, and I'm in theory cutting them back out again now. But I've lost, I was getting into a rhythm going to some really cool classes yep. at my local gym. I, I fact, saw that on your Insta stories, yeah? Did, did you see that? Jen, she absolutely stitched me right up. How was bums because and tums? She, yeah, legs, bums and tums, right? And I, I, honestly, I walked in, Jen couldn't couldn't make that session. I walked in, room filled with women. Of course. Right? And, and and the average age was probably over 50. Like there was a few younger ones, over 50. And my God, I was puffing out my arse, right? They were, they were all doing their little little delicate sit-ups. And there was me going, oh my God, I can't, how do you do it? It was, it was insane. And then there's another one called called what's it called attack body attack yeah and i honestly when i heard the name i should have thought i should have realized it's gonna be an attack on your body it's gonna be a not just an attack like a full on scale war on my body (laughs) and the woman at the front and we know her from uh, from our previous jobs actually she's very nice lady very very fit and i mean that as in like SAS training fit. She could, yeah. Like I'm looking at her and like, she's not even broken sweat. Yeah. And I'm, and I honestly, I'm like a mess on the floor. And, um, but also it's based around dance. So, <laughs> so, so I'm like, like 
constantly two steps behind, like wiggling my legs, basically. And then I realised the only the only exercise I'm doing here is just trying to keep up with these dance steps. That's it. Like I'm not I'm not actually doing the right movements, but I am. I am raising my pulse. Like, that's it. Well, we are, we are recording this in uh, the second lockdown in uh, England. And Joe Wicks is coming back. I, I believe they're not live, though. I think they're pre-recorded. I think basically what he's doing is he's replaying the stuff he did in lockdown one. But, uh, but and hey, Joe, if that is the case, we're not fooled. We'll check out the outfits. We'll know. We'll know. We will. We will. And my God, Jen did check out his outfits. <laughs> She, I, I, see, I, she was on it. Look, I, I know when a guy is hot, okay? I, I don't care what anyone says. I can tell when a guy is, is fit and hot. Do, do you think Joe, Joe's fit? I think he's... I think he's, he's. God, I'm no oil painting. Don't get me wrong. He's far better looking than I am. But do, do you get it? I, I, do, uh. Well, the problem is nowadays is that there's so much more taken into consideration when declaring if someone's fit or not. Okay. Like, I think... Like, I think his persona, his friendliness, his family man. I think there's a lot of attraction mm. to those traits yeah. that pull women in. Yeah, a tight so ass is what you're talking about. A tight ass. Yeah, it's not necessarily just his lovely locks. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he was he was a guest on this show, and what a fantastic guest he was as well. And if you've missed any, don't forget, you can listen again, you can download. Just get Global Player and uh, check out the Don't Tell Him Man podcast. All our guests are on there, along with Justin Timberlake, um, along with uh, Bob Mortimer and... Paul. Ramesh Ranganathan. Yeah, there's, there's loads on there. Russell uh, Kane. Yeah, the Jonas Brothers, yeah, believe it or not. So, yeah, go for it. Right, should we crack on? It was... um. Yeah, let's do it. We've got a confession coming up, and it is quite a serious one. Okay. I mean, it, I mean, it's going to blow your mind. Yeah. But it's quite a serious one. It's, it's outstanding. All right. Stay there. Uh, welcome back to The Confessional. You join us uh, to hear the embarrassing, the shameful, and the unforgivable stories of parenting at its very worst. Now, this is a very serious one. Like, we're going to have to think very carefully about whether we can forgive this one or not. It's completely anonymous. Mm. Um, and it's and it's it's quite... It's quite extreme. Okay, okay. All right, do I need to prepare myself? Do I need to sit down? Do I need to get ready yeah, for this? I don't really, yeah, I don't really know how to frame it, but it is... It is quite shocking. I think that's the thing. It's quite shocking. Okay. okay? Is it broadcastable? Are we allowed to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think okay. so. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, it says this. Dear JK and Al, my wife and I have one child together who is just about to turn three. He's full on hard work. I don't know if it's normal, but he tantrums, he doesn't listen, and is generally a handful. I mean, that does sound fairly normal to me. Yeah. Um, but it might be a lot worse. Plus, he's up two to three times a night and he wakes for the day at 5am every morning. I work long hours, six days a week, and we only and we only just have enough to survive on. But that means that my wife takes the brunt of the parenting. For the last 18 months, she's steadily been drinking more and more. And it got to a stage where every night I'd come home and she'd be pretty merry already. Once I got home, once I got home, she'd drink even more. We've had loads of conversations about it, which always turn into arguments. She refused to accept that she had a problem and that she needed help. So at the time, I decided that the only thing that will make her stop is if she was pregnant, which she now is. We had always spoken about having another child, but because our first has been so tough, we just haven't done it. 
but I'd had enough of her drinking, the arguments, and the fact that she needed help but refused to acknowledge it. She's a sensible girl, and so since falling pregnant, she has cut back massively, almost to nothing, and is part of some online support sessions to help. So my plan did work, but I can't help but feel guilty that the reason we had another baby was to simply stop my wife's drinking problem from getting more out of hand. Obviously, I can't tell her that I'd planned for this all along, so I'm carrying this on my shoulders the whole time. I know I will love the baby, of course, but I feel like the worst person in the world. <laughs> I told you. Wow. Jeez. So he basically... Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's... It's always good to... <laughs> Always good to start at the beginning. Um, Over to you, JK. Can I just point out, we are not qualified to deal with this sort of shit. And And also, we're not qualified to give advice. This is not the advice confession. This is just... This is is serious stuff. Um, Listen, the the drinking thing, um, she is not alone. Uh, I I have friends of friends that are feeling, you know, feeling your pain where they're coming home and he, she, they are half cup they've they've you know they've got through a bottle of wine and this is happening nightly and i think even some of these people are saying i think i may have a problem so there is a real issue with this especially during lockdown so you know that's that's the first thing about this and of course yes there is help out there but unless someone wants to be helped then it's very very difficult having trying to stop this by having a baby which you think has has worked mr anonymous well this is just it's just stopping the problem for now who knows what happens what happens next uh i oh this is yeah wow (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna stop there because i you know i'm not cut out to give advice for this sort of stuff but everything just seems a little bit wrong Yes. Yeah. I mean, that. I think that's that's probably like within Dad's Net. When like we have never, we never position ourselves as someone who can give or an organisation that can give professional advice. Mm. So our our stance has always been: if you've got a drinking problem or or problems with our mental health or whatever, go and find a professional. Yeah. Go to your GP. It's probably the best place to go to, and then go to the the many many good organizations that can assist with yeah. that problem that would be my first bit of advice and probably my last <laughs> but the but in terms of 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 i i do think that there is probably a relationship problem if the only way you could see of stopping this was to have a baby like that that is not a reason to have a baby no. in my mind no you know this is, we also don't have very much information just a few black and white words on on an email that comes in but i i would presume that there is more of a conversation around oh we did want to have more children at some point so it feels like it's not a complete a complete um it feels like there, there is more kind of desire and um reasoning behind having another baby perhaps the drinking was the catalyst yeah. to get there yeah which I, I feel is probably a fair angle to take because it seems so long ago <laughs> that we read that email out what, did, did he did he say that he had approached his partner uh, about the what he thought was a drinking problem 
Yeah, he said that they'd had lots of conversations about it, which always turned into arguments, and that she, uh, where does it say? It says she refused to accept that she had a problem and that she needed to get help. Which is quite common. I think a lot of people... Hey, I've, I've been in a relationship like that, without doubt. Yeah. And I wasn't the drinker. <laughs> you know, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, you know, how, how can I say it? The, the, the person that is drinking leads the other person to drink. That's how bad it can get. And yeah. this needs to be stopped straight away before yeah. people get hurt. And the other thing is, if you have, you know, from my experience and friends that have been in a similar situation, this this usually ends in splitting up as well because it's just not going to work. It's obviously yeah. an issue there straight away. And and maybe does this lead down to perhaps they are having issues and they have talked about breaking up. And as a, as a side note, they're thinking, well, maybe if we have a baby, that will keep us together and solve everything, which obviously solves nothing. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I suppose as well, like there's a, the, the next step is, well, what happens once the baby's here and she's not pregnant? Is she going to go back and start drinking? Yep. Have you just like put a bandage on the wound, but not really healed it? Yeah. Like that's, that's the, that's the question, you know, now she's pregnant, you're going to have to, you know, you want to put everything in place to make sure that she doesn't go back to, uh, you know, back to drinking afterwards, I guess. But. I don't know. Communication is key. Communication is key. And on this one, I don't know if I can... Do do we give a a verdict? <laughs> it just seems, seems a, bit a bit too harsh, serious. Really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Look, look, I mean, I don't seek I, help. All right, seek get, yeah, get seek uh, help. Yeah, that's and that's not just from your partner's point of view. I think that's from both of your points of view. I think you need to maybe have um, just maybe speak to some friends if you think if you think you need to have some you know some serious counselling maybe. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people don't think that that will work, but you don't know unless you try it. That's that's what I would say. That's my advice. Yeah. And and I tell you what, like get get into dad's net and and share. I imagine there's other people who have been certainly other people who have been in similar situations, if not very similar. And I think also you, now Facebook have got a wonderful feature that we have in dad's net, which is an anonymous post. So you can actually post completely anonymously um, and then obviously obviously get the advice and get people's thoughts and things and that doesn't I don't know it doesn't doesn't necessarily need to give you any answers but it can certainly make you feel a little bit more comfortable about um that you're not alone you're not you know going through it alone there are people that you can uh, hear from even if it is anonymously but yeah get into dad's net and you can uh, whoever you are and you can um share your story share your thoughts and, and see what people say um Someone once said to me, I'll leave you with this. Someone once said to me that if you've had a stressful day or if there's, you're having, you know, some stress in your life at that point and you have a drink and you want to just forget about it and, you know, you wake up the next morning with a hangover and you learn from that lesson, then that's kind of fine. If you're doing that every day, something's not right. So I'm just going to leave that there. That's what I'm going to say. You know, when you want to try and escape something and you're trying to escape something every day, what is it you're trying to escape from? That's what you need to solve. And I'll leave, mm. I think I'll leave it there. Do, shall I, do I say something? Or are we literally leaving it? <laughs> <laughs> I love I it when, I know what to do now, Jay. I love it when you get slightly awkward. <laughs> you kind of look cute. Yeah, uh, <laughs> shall we, are we leaving it? Or? Let's leave it Anyway, there. if you want to, if you want to submit a confession, you can do that at dadsnet.com forward slash confession and you know as we've just demonstrated it doesn't not it doesn't have to be the silly and the sublime it can be something really serious that you yeah. want to get off your chest and share and we can 
try and attempt to share some infinite wisdom with you um, <laughs> or, or, or just kind of nervously laugh our way through it. It's, it's fine. Like, either way is fine. Um, but you can do that or, or get in touch on social media at the dad's net or at JK Jason King. Okay, still to come, we're going to speak to Vicky Sage. She's, um, it's, not a, it's not a proper title, but we like to call it Head of Fun at London Zoo. And also remember, we're recording this during the second lockdown in England in November. So uh, these guys probably won't be open. Uh, so we're going to talk about how it's great. It's perfect for families and how, as a family, you can help when you go and visit when it's open. Uh, so we're going to talk to them later. And we need some father therapy next. We certainly are, mate. Okay. Can I have a go at father therapy today, please? Absolutely, absolutely, Matt. I'm here. I've got I've got two ears ready to listen. Good. I'm gonna um this this ti- this working title is gonna be kids and fucking food. That's what it's gonna go for. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not the right, you know, the, the the PC title for this, but oh, look! Before I start this conversation, I do know that, that that children and adults can have serious issues with food. So you know, this is a route maybe that we might have to go down. But this is just me letting off steam as a dad. And the first thing I'm going to go with is so so Noah, who's my five year old, Noah has always been a little bit fussy with food. He's basically his diet is mainly beige carbs, and he doesn't like to deviate from that. He eats bananas. Um, he doesn't eat any other fruits apart from that. Vegetables. He'll eat broccoli. He'll eat cauliflower, and he'll he'll eat carrots. But they're granddad special carrots, which basically means when you cook them in in honey. Or agave is what we use because Charlie's <laughs> vegan. I mean, yeah, any anything, anything cooked in honey. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> yes, please. But he, but it's you know, he his volume of food what he eats is great. You know, he's not. I don't really see. <clears throat> I don't really see. There's a major issue there at the moment. So you know, with Noah, that's all good. Doesn't eat chocolate. Hates sweets. So you know, he's it's it. It's much of a muchness, isn't it? It's that sort of what he doesn't eat there. Well, he doesn't eat sweets. He doesn't eat chocolate. He only drinks sort of water. It's, you know, that's how it works. Luna used to be the most amazing eater. She used to eat anything. Raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, apples, bananas. She vegetables. You know, she her favorite food is black olives, believe it or not. I mean, <laughs> black olives. And she's, she's oh, like just turned three. So her t- her palate, her t- you know, the the taste on her palate was she would go for it. She didn't really care, and she'd always try stuff. Now that just stopped, stopped. There was a moment that she didn't like black olives anymore. She used to love raspberries. She doesn't like raspberries anymore. I mean, what the? B- why why do things have to change all the time? Why does it change so much? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 the problem is, um, what's it, what is it? it's, it's chicken wraps. Ted used to eat chicken wraps all the time. Yeah, we say, okay, yeah, it's quite a healthy meal because you can stick some cucumber in it. And yeah, some yeah, bits and some carrot, whatever. A bit of chicken and um, wrap it up. Or off you go. Perfect. He'll eat it. Fine. He'll finish the whole plate. Next, not next day, but a couple of days later, chicken wraps. Don't eat chicken wraps. Yeah. You do. You do. You do eat chicken wraps. I've got you video. I've got video evidence. Look. Yeah. Yeah. And it says, well, they're different. You cook them differently. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. You've opened. You've opened the floodgates here, JK. Yeah. yeah. Grandma's fish fingers. Talking Uh-oh. about grandpa's carrots. Grandma's fish fingers. I mean, they're, they're, they're bird's eye fish fingers. You know the standard yeah. bird's eye fish fingers, right? He'll eat them at grandma's. Will he eat them anywhere else? 
Hell no. Yeah. It turns out it's because grandma fries them, which is a bit weird, I think. <laughs> she fries, not, not in like loads of oil, but she just warms them in a, in has, a frying pan rather on, than wait, in the yeah. oven. Has, has grandma lost it a little bit? Because my, I went over to my grandparents once. They're both dead now. But I went over to my grandparents once and, and my granddad said to me, Jay, you, Nan's going to cook us a sausage sandwich. Do you fancy it? I'm like, yeah, fine, let's do it. So as I bit into the said sausage sandwich, I said to Gwen, I said, this, this tastes, this is freaking weird. This does not taste right. And also, it's, <laughs> it's cold in the middle. She hasn't, I don't think she's cooked it properly. So anyway, it turns out I went over to the, where she cooks and where she keeps the, um, the cooking oil, there was some lime cordial there. For the last month, she'd been using lime cordial instead of cooking oil. <laughs> And my granddad hadn't noticed. <laughs> That's when you know they're losing it a little bit. So are you sure he's she's all right? <laughs> well, I, well, now I'm not sure. No. He was probably just grateful to have some food cooked for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes they were raw. Tastes a bit like, funny. So, okay, right, okay. So basically because she fries or it tastes slightly different, grandma's fish finger yeah. sandwich is better than yours. Okay, right. Yeah. Now, Outrageous. the problem I've got is with Noah, there's not much bargaining I've got because he, he likes OT bars. You know, again, it falls into the beige carb category. So he likes all that. But Luna now, Luna, she loves chocolate, all right? And Charlie, my wife, doesn't really like me, like me giving her much chocolate, which I understand sensible parenting but now so over the halloween period we bought some uh chocolate pumpkins and some chocolate skeletons i don't know why i did it i bought loads thinking the kids were going to come around but obviously due to covid they couldn't so we've got all this chocolate now i'll, I'll get through it so now after so for instance <laughs> lunchtime yesterday charlie made the most amazing vegetable stir fry broccoli cauliflower butternut squash peppers um rice we put some fake pulled chicken in there uh, it was and it was lovely absolutely lovely and i thought ah so luna are you gonna eat this no i'm not gonna eat this so i just went into the kitchen grabbed two little pumpkin chocolates put them by the side of her and i said you eat all that you get two pumpkin chocolates so she, anyway, three quarters of the way through, she's eating it. It's got a quarter left. I went, right, screw this. Went back into the kitchen, got a skeleton chocolate, put that in between. Actually looked like a willy, looked like two balls and a willy. But, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, if you eat it all, you get the skeleton as well. Anyway, bang, done. Everything eaten. No problems whatsoever. That's what annoys me. She'll do it for chocolate. Yeah. What if she didn't eat it? Would she be hungry? No, why do everyone says this? Oh, don't worry. My dad used to say this. Oh, don't worry. Like the dog. If he doesn't eat his food, he'll eat it later when he's hungry. No, the dog never did. The dog will wait for the next day, then the next day, then the next day. And kids are exactly the same. And now, and now the dog's dead. <laughs> and the dog died because we didn't feed it. And that's a joke. It did, that did not happen. But yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my father therapy, which actually chatting about it has been nice. There is a slight release there. That's, that's good. Thank I think you. there's, I think there's a lot, a lot of parents will experience that very same thing. I mean, mm. we certainly do. Like it's, it's just bizarre. What, what depends on what, what way the wind's blowing as to whether they'll eat that or this or that much or this much. It's completely random. Also, are your kids really like hypersensitive to smell or is it just, have I got spaniel children? What is it? Um, well, I, <laughs> we, we, in our household, we, I don't, I, I just don't, well, I, I think I can smell things, but it just doesn't offend me. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Jenna, and I think Ted has got it, super smell. She's like, what's that smell? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Can't smell nothing. I can smell it. She can smell the dishwasher when it has that funny smell, which yeah, yeah. doesn't bother me in the slightest. 
but she will smell it when she walks through the door. Yeah, yeah. Like my kids will walk, they'll walk around for 20 minutes with their finger on their nose like this, going, no, it's, it's disgusting. Sm-. It's usually after I've been for shit. But like, it's disgusting smell, disgusting smell. That, and they'll hold their nose for bloody hours. No, it's disgusting. It's yeah, disgusting. I mean, to be fair, Jay, if, if it's after you've just had a massive shit, then that's fair enough. Clean the toilet and I use air freshener and some of my Link's deodorant. I mean, come on, the smell must have gone by now. If the light match, that's the trick, light isn't it? Match. Right, let's finish father therapy for today. There will be another one next week. Um, we're, we're pretty much done. There is, we've got a, a little interview to do next, which um, I had a little chat to a lovely, lovely lady, um, Vicky Sage, who works for London Zoo. Now, I'm a massive fan of London Zoo. I, I love what they do when it comes to conservation. Um, we all know that zoos, yeah, they aren't ideal, but then you look at the long term and what London Zoo does as a society, along with Whipstade, it's phenomenal. And it, it feels like a bit like a national treasure. London yeah, Zoo. you know, it's where it's situated in, in you know in Regent's Park. It's it's stunning. It's it's legendary, in fact. And they're having massive problems at the moment. So I thought, you know, this is a parenting podcast. We can try and help them out by making sure after lockdown that we get there and we go and and visit and. Basically, she's coming on to tell us what's coming up there, you know, for Christmas and also how you can help. So let's have a little chat to Vicky Sage from London Zoo. We're calling it Head of Fun. It sounds a lot more exciting than my official title, I have to say. I I think I might investigate changing my title to Head of Fun. (laughs) What is the official title? Um, I am the Visitor Programs Manager. <laughs> okay. I think Head of Fun... Yeah, okay. So, the, the, you know, that one sounds more formal, more business-like, but I think Head of Fun, that's... Surely yeah. that's a better title, isn't it? I'll put the formal one on my business card, but maybe, yeah, I should, should be known as Head of Fun. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> stick with it. Absolutely stick with it. Okay, so, um, as you know, um, I'm a massive fan of, of London Zoo and also Whipsnade Zoo. Um, I've done a, a bit of work with you during lockdown and trying to get awareness... Um, um, uh, you know, of of the zoo and the struggles that you guys were facing and I believe are still facing right now. Yeah, so it's been a really tough year for us. We um we were closed for three months, um, which has been unheard of. I think shut was during the blitz. So um, it was a really difficult summer for us. And obviously that's our peak season. So um, coronavirus hit, really hit at the worst time for us. Um, and yeah, we're, we're still trying to recover at the moment. Um, we have sort of fixed costs in the zoo of about £2.3 million a month. Um, so yeah, we've lost a lot of money um, over the summer. So yeah, desperately trying to uh, recover and bring our visitors back in um and yeah that's sort of where we are so we're uh, cracking on with uh, planning for winter and um hoping that everything fingers crossed everything stays open and, and get people through our doors again so from obviously this is a, a, a dad podcast it's a parenting podcast we know it's a bit like it's a bit like fight club you know what i mean fight club basically whatever goes on in the don't tell your mum podcast stays in the don't tell your mum podcast but i know that mums spy on us just to see what us guys are doing so from a um from a family from a parenting point of view i know london zoo is a fantastic day out and i know that you have so much to offer so based on your winter schedule you know if 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 we wanted to come down with our families what what can we see what can we expect 
So uh, we've done a lot of work on site, first of all, um, just to say we've made it a really safe site. So we've been working really hard over lockdown and what we've introduced um, while we've reopened in the summer. So we've got um, fantastic one-way trails around site, which we're actually finding families are really enjoying. Can I just say, I have, I've been to visit you um, after <laughs> lockdown. And yeah, so, and, and can I, I actually prefer it. I gen- genuinely, and I'm not just saying this, I prefer it. I think it's just a bit more, you know how usually when you're, uh, you know, a very busy summer's day and everyone's going every which way. Yeah. I hate to say this because I'm not usually one for the rules, but this kind of works. It does. It does. It's exactly what I was going to say. People are actually really enjoying it. Um, like for kids as well, I think following the trail of the orange arrows or the pink arrows um, and actually for an adult, what the feedback we're getting is we've made it much easier for their day because we're taking all the decision making out of it. You've yeah. just got to follow one of these three trails and you're seeing all of the animals around the zoo. So I think it's probably something we'll look to actually uh, keep in for a while because yeah, it's gone down really well. Um, and we've got a fantastic band of volunteers to help you on your day around the zoo as well and they can point out all of the animals and where the zoo where we've reduced our capacity as well on site you're getting some cracking animal views at the moment um because you can get really close to them Mm. um so yeah it's great safe outdoor space at the moment um and then i suppose looking forward to our christmas program um we're bringing back the magic of christmas this year so it's definitely not cancelled at the zoo at the moment um so we're working hard to set up um santa's grotto as he's coming to visit us over december um so we're we're building a big outdoor trail and basically santa needs all of the help from the children um, because he wants to build presents for all of our animals this year but he's got no idea what to get all of the animals so we want to really bring out that imagination and that creativity from kids this year as they head around the zoo search for our giant christmas presents that are going to be hidden all over the place um, and then have a chat with the elves and see what would be a great present for some of our animals. Um, so that's sort of our leading Christmas trail. Um, we're also bringing in a sensory sweep shop this year, um, which is something new for us. So you'll be able to um, hop into our gingerbread house or take a walk through our candy cane forest um, and, yeah, have your photo taken, see what it's like to be on a cotton candy cloud. Um, so, yeah, some really exciting stuff that we're looking to launch um, which will run through the 28th of November all the way through to the 3rd of January. Um, so, yeah, lots to do on site over winter here. And how are the animals during winter? Because obviously a lot of them uh, are used to, let's say, warmer climate. How, how do they cope during winter? <laughs> yeah, um, well... I mean, it helps over Christmas. Um, we like to give them lots of Christmas enrichment. Um, so particularly a, an example of him, our tiger, um, we really like to build him candy canes out of paper mache. And then we fill them with some of his favourite treats. Um, and we tie them up on his big climbing post. And he, he's incredible at his strength um, to jump up these climbing posts yeah. and be able to get to all the that we're hiding so we've we've got our ways that they we keep them active over winter <laughs> when you when you actually see the animals and the, the sort of stuff because during the summer you obviously do like the um you do like the, the sort of ice lollies and things like that you know and um i i always love seeing that you see loads of videos and memes doing the rounds on socials of of tigers and their ice blocks with meat in the middle or you know little things like that which is brilliant 
Oh, it's so important. Um, we really need to get our visitors back in and through the doors. Um, you know, all of the money that we rely on is through our ticket income. So our visitors mean everything to us. And that enables us to be able to look after our animals on site, but also to do our conservation that we do out in the wild and all of our science as well. Um, so, yeah, visitors coming through the gate are invaluable to us. Um, and you can absolutely do that across you know come and visit us over christmas um yeah really important to us i remember chatting to um a, another member of the london zoo team and is it right that it's it costs something along the lines of twenty five thousand pounds a day to keep this zoo running yeah it's a huge amount of money it really is and you know I, I there were probably other businesses that are able to shut down whereas the zoo our keepers still had to keep coming in you yeah. know we've got to feed our animals we have vet bills, we've got bills for bedding, all of those sorts of things. And those costs never stop. Um, so, yeah, for us, there's there's always a cost line. We managed to furlough a lot of our staff um, during lockdown. But as I say, all of our keepers had to keep coming in. So we were still spending a lot of money even while we were locked down. So to have visitors back with us, um, it, it's really important to have those guys come back into the zoo. And also the keeper commitment was, I mean, impeccable, wasn't it? They were literally, some of them were actually staying overnight with the animals. Yes, yes. So we have um, we have our lodges, our wooden lodges on site, so our, our huts that people can come and stay in. And our keepers actually um, set up home in those um, over lockdown, so that they could be on site as well. So yeah, their dedication is is outstanding, and it, it really shows how much they love the animals here and how much it means to everybody that works here. You know, we everyone wanted to muck in and be able to do their part, but yeah, the keepers were just yeah staying on site and so dedicated to their jobs. And we mentioned the lodges they're fantastic you know you if, if you want to stay over at london zoo you you actually can and they've got these lovely lodges there's one there's one next to the lions is that right it is yeah so the lodges are um within the lion exhibit so you're obviously not in with the lions um <laughs> but your lodge sort of overlooks the lion paddock so yeah um i've been lucky enough i i managed to stay on there one evening as well when i was working um and you do get woken up at about 4 a.m by the lions going and the flamingos going and it's the most surreal experience but yeah it's wonderful it really is wonderful i mean if you close your eyes and you just listen you could literally be in like the serengeti couldn't you <laughs> when you hear exactly. the the deep yeah, not park you could be yeah. out in the wild definitely is it is it right that the lions they do this sort of real deep grunt yeah it's like a chuffing noise it sounds a little bit like a steam train yeah um probably the best way i can describe it but um yeah if you're stood there it really like the best way it like gets to your bones almost it's such a moving noise it's it's amazing to hear them do that I mean, if you are, you know, if you're not based, uh, you know, in and around London and you are further out listening to this podcast, look, the great thing, the great thing about London Zoo and Whipsnade Zoo is, look, if you, if you travel in, you stay over, especially London, you know, it's, you're based in Regent's Park. It's a beautiful setting. It really, really is. It's a fantastic day out. You can do other things in London whilst you're here. If you have a couple of nights stay, I, I genuinely, I cannot recommend going and, and seeing the guys at London Zoo enough because it is a fantastic day out. 
It is, yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, we really look forward to welcoming lots of people in again over the winter. We can't wait to see you. I think, I think I'm going to have to pop over some, for some sort of you know festive activities because it sounds fun. In the meantime, thank you, Vicky, for, for, for chatting to us. Um, I had fun. That's good. You stuck to your name. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Vicky. Take care. Welcome. Bye. So look, once lockdown is over, we are currently in a second lockdown in England when we record this. So once it's over, get over to London Zoo and just take the kids and go and celebrate Christmas there. It, they do they do such a good job as well. And I don't think some people would have thought about going to the zoo for Christmas, but they do it really well. I'll tell you what we should do. We should do a dad's net day out to, mm. London, to London Zoo and get a load of dads and their kids. We'll hang out, obviously, after, you know, following rules and regulations or after, um, you know, after when we can, basically. Yeah. We should do it. We should do a day out to London Zoo. That'd that, be nice. Definitely. Yeah, well, they, we should definitely do that. That would be amazing. Uh, right, we are done. Thank you for listening this week. Oh, I got, I got heartburn or is it indigestion? You're having yeah, a heart attack? Well, I don't think so. It's a bit lower. It's a bit lower than that. It's going to be my abdomen. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Um, if you want to listen, um, no, no, no. Oh, no, he's Thanks losing it. He's losing it. He's like he's like, my grand, he's like my grandparents. He's going to be cooking Sorry. sausages with with um, lime cordial in a minute. <laughs> That's what I've been going wrong. Yeah. Um, Thanks very much for listening. If you would like to uh, subscribe, please do that on Global Player or wherever you usually listen. And don't forget, you can download, you can subscribe, you can rate us, and you can review us. And we like reading reviews. We do like the reviews. So please do make sure you do that and tell all of your friends to make sure that. They are listening to the Don't Tell Him Mum podcast. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. Have a fantastic week. Bye.